today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Now, earlier on CHML News, you heard uh, that there's a meeting in Burlington tonight, a public meeting, uh, to do with the potential school closures. This is in the high school level now for Halton Region. And uh, there are a lot of concerned neighbors that are pretty upset about what's going on. Uh, with the potential closure of Burlington Central High School. Uh, joining us to talk about this are a couple of members of the committee. I want to get uh, Lynn Crosby in, first of all, to uh, ask us uh, or to talk to us about exactly what some of the concerns are. Good morning, Lynn. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm fabulous. I appreciate you joining us here on the program today. Maybe maybe you could just uh, outline briefly about uh, where you are in the process and, and what some of the concerns are with some of the, the parents and, the, and let's, let's face it, I think some of the residents in this area, too. Well, yes, so the uh, Houghton District School Board director made his initial recommendation to close Burlington Central High School and Lester B. Pearson High School in June of 2018 is when they would close. And at the moment, we're in the process that they do to sort of study alternate options and decide whether that, in fact, will also be the final recommendation. Um, Yes, so our central community is very upset at the thought of central closing, and we think it would be absolutely the wrong decision. Uh, we'll get into that in just a couple of seconds. Also with us is uh, Dania Thurman, who is involved in the uh, the committee work that's going on as well. Dania, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I just lost the other. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Central School. This is a, a school that's located, obviously, in the in the central part of, of Burlington. This is, this is like an iconic building and an iconic institution in Burlington, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, uh, six more years will be the hundredth uh, birthday of Central. Uh, and Lester B. Pearson, of course. That's the, this is the alma mater of Ryan Gosling, for heaven's sakes. That should be a historical building, shouldn't it? <laughs> I think so. I believe you're right. <laughs> uh, a little, little humor here to add to the levity. But listen, it, it's ironic. When I saw this story today, Danya, uh, it, it just harkened back to a discussion and a debate that we're having here in Hamilton right now in a very, very similar vein. Uh, and it has to do with a school that's right in the middle of, of the city. Uh, in our case, it's Sir John A. McDonald, which is right across from the arena here, that uh, this, the board has decided they want to close and essentially say, all you students that have, are going here now, you guys just go to the other schools. And and we're talking about a significant uh, travel time here and travel distance, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, it, it is quite significant. And um, I do find that this has been um, kind of a theme in PARS across especially um, larger urban areas um, where they do target um, the downtown schools. And I think generally this is because it tends to be the lower income area, um, the area where you may have more single parent families, um, more families who are from other countries who may not understand what's going on. And basically when you target those vulnerable sectors, the voice to fight back tends to be a little less. Um, they don't have the means to do that, and so they just go with the flow. So it's easier on the board to target those vulnerable sectors, but it's also very wrong to target them. What's what's the rationalization here? Is it, is it that the numbers are down? Um, overall of Burlington, um, yes, the numbers are down. Now, for Central, our numbers are not. Um, we aren't the school with the lowest um, uh, um, pupil utilization within the school. Um, there are three others here in Burlington who are close to 50% um, capacity. So why targeting Central then? Again, it's it's downtown. Um, it's 
probably a more expensive uh, property, which, you know, the board has not said, but you can hazard that guess, right? Yeah, but <laughs> Burlington has the same set concerns that every other major city does right now, is is revitalizing downtown and bringing people back to those areas and people living in those areas. And, and when you look at some of the residential growth that's gone on here, I mean, are they cutting off their nose to spite their face here by saying we don't need a school in the downtown area? Um, I don't think that's the board's um, scope. They're not concerned. No, it's no. Of course, it's not their scope. But I mean, it should be the city scope, wouldn't you think? It, absolutely, it should be the city scope. Absolutely, and you are correct. When you take the the um, schools out of the downtown, you do, in the end, end up hurting the downtown. People will move. Um, they do want to be closer to their schools when they have families. Um, it makes it easier for extracurriculars. It makes it easier for um, sibling care. Um, right now, we have two schools that are uh, right next door to each other. So we have a JK to 12 campus. So for those um, students who or families who have lower income um, can't afford childcare. If you're in a perfect setup for your older child to go pick up the younger one, take them to school, pick them up again, and saving uh, saving your costs for childcare. Um, so why would you stay? Like you, you're going to move to where you're going to be closer to what you need, right? And and there is, I think we've got uh, Lynn back. We had a technical problem, Lynn. I think we're back. Uh, yep. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> I understand that you that boards of education because we've gone through this as I was just mentioning here in Hamilton and still going on as a matter of fact and and it's a, a contentious issue I get that because they still want to service some of the areas of new growth and 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 that's understandable but you can't really do it at the expense of inner city schools especially with a public board like this it doesn't make any sense Exactly right yes sorry if I'm repeating something I I missed some of the call there um but yes we we feel that you know, absolutely, there's lots of growth in the north of end of the city, and they built a big school there for $34 million a few years ago. Um, but but our, our students are down here, too. We have almost 900 students at Central. We're in a growing area, and if the logic is that you put the school up north because there was a big population there, well, you also need to leave Central down here because there's a big population here. Well, let's talk about the alternatives. If they do go ahead with this, uh, and I'll let you both respond to this, both Lynn and Dania, uh, what's, what, what are the ramifications for the families that are affected and for the students that are affected like this? What's, what's plan B? If, if you've got somebody who's in grade 10 or 11 right now at Burlington Central and they close this thing down, where are they supposed to get their education and, and how do they get there? Well, according to the recommendation, um, the students at Central would be split down the middle if you live on the west side of Brant Street, you'd be bused to Aldershot, which is at the very west end of the city. If you live on the east side of Brant, you'd be bused to Nelson. Um, we don't know what would happen to the 260 grade 7, 8 students that are at the school because the school board is not including the elementary students right now. We've asked multiple times about that, and we're told they'll figure that out later, and they'll probably have to do a whole other par, elementary PAR process next year for them. Uh, we also don't know what will happen to the 120 English as a second language students who are at Central uh, because they forgot to mention that in the recommendations. So I'm not sure if they would be split up to Aldershot and Nelson or not. Uh, but right now, all our kids walk to school and we'd be busing 600 kids out. 
How comfortable are both of you with this process, the way it's gone on? I think I already know the answer, but the, the, I'll put this in context for you. The, 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 the Hamilton Board, again, uh, just as a comparator, did this a few years ago, and they signaled out uh, two or three different schools and said, oh, these are the ones that are going to get closed. I mentioned Sir John A. McDonald downtown Hamilton is one of them. The other one was Hill Park. One of the other ones, anyway, was Hill Park up on the mountain, one of the oldest high schools on Hamilton Mountain. They've since decided, no, you know what, I think we blew it. Uh, we're probably going to have to keep that one now. Um, is, is is there any any consideration here that they may have to reconsider these choices, given some of the numbers? I think so, definitely. Um, I think, A, that um, closing the two schools um, brings us far too close to 100% uh, utilization, which leaves absolutely no room for growth. Um, Central and Pearson, um, there would be an immediate need for about 10 to 12 portables to go up at uh, Aldershot, which right now they can't even accommodate for. So there would be um, excavation needed. Um, they said on Thursday night that portables are about 70000 a year to lease, so you're looking at about a $700,000 expense. Um, you're talking about busing um, 600 students who now can walk. Um, that, of course, does not benefit the mental and physical health or the academic performance of students. It's been long proven that walking and biking to school um, does um, help in those areas. Um, they do have an opportunity to fix their empty pupil place problem without closing two schools, with only closing one school, um, and still maintain schools in every community so you can optimize the most students um, walking and biking. Um, so I think that things definitely have to be reconsidered. They want to leave two big schools in our southeast end where there's really no growth happening and uh, one little school in the west end and nothing in the middle. And uh, it really logically does not make sense in the grand scheme of things. In the future, it'll be very costly because it will create um, a situation where Boundaries will constantly have to be uh, looked at because of the changing uh, demographics and the uh, number of students. Um, so when you have that little tiny school having to accommodate um, extra overflow isn't always going to work. So they're always going to have to um, look at borders. The possibility of bringing back a school in that area later on as we look at the growth um, that the uh, municipality is projecting in the core of the city, which is the highest growth in Burlington right now, um, that possibility is definitely there that they would have to buy back or build something else in the future. Well, and again, that's very instructive because <laughs> I, I, I know I keep referencing the Hamilton situation because, I mean, I've seen this. And I would suggest uh, that the board maybe, you know, pick up the phone and talk to the folks here in Hamilton about what happened because they did the same thing when they closed Scott Park Secondary School right by the stadium years ago because they said it was surplus. We don't need a school there anymore. Now, all of a sudden, over the last couple of years, they've had to said, no, 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 now we do need one there. they got to buy the land, assemble the land, and start building the school again at, at, at great expense. And you figure, you know, you got to start looking a little further down the road here. Uh, exactly. there's, there are lessons to be learned. Let me, let me ask you about the building itself. Uh, is, is, is the school, is, is it in good shape? It's not falling apart for sure. I mean, the, you know, it's got good bones, as they say, in the architectural business. But does it have the facilities for, for education? Or is, is, is that part of the rationale for the board saying, well, this one's seen its better days. We have to get rid of it. Uh, no, it's, it's definitely not. It's, it's, it's hard to say exactly what the numbers are because they 
seem to massively change numbers overnight. Um, so, and at the moment, they are saying they don't have the facility renewal costs at all. They did release them at the beginning, then they changed them by, in some cases, almost 400% overnight. We pointed that out. Then they've taken all the numbers away and said they're working on trying to get us a third set of numbers. Um, we do know, though, that we have have got very little money spent on the school in the last 10 years. Um, and it could be that, I guess you could look at this two ways. You could either say it's in good shape and we didn't need too much spent on it, or you could look at it, did you purposely not spend money on the school so that uh, it now needs more upgrades now? But in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it doesn't need uh, a crazy amount of work done to it. And uh, it certainly should be doable, especially when you when you close a school. Part of the rationale there is that they, you are then given money by the ministry to upgrade the existing schools. There's uh, another factor this. You touched on it just a couple of seconds ago, too. And, and that's, uh, I think, the, the, the push we have right now for, for being healthier, et cetera, and smarter. And uh, I know that your mayor, Mayor Goldwing, uh, is, is a big fan of, of cycling and walkability as opposed to busing people from point A to point B. Transit's important. But, mm-hmm. but walkability is important for a whole lot of reasons as well. Uh, and I understand this is a board decision, not a city council decision, but but have you heard? I know your your area councillor is, uh, is Marianne Mead Ward. Uh, what are you hearing from council on this decision? Uh, well, Marianne Mead Ward is, is our councillor, and she's also our Burlington Central High School, one of our two PAR representatives, because she also has a student at the school, uh, so a parent of a student was allowed to be a, a par rep. So she's certainly, Marianne is fully in full agreement with that, that this is supposed to be a walkable city. This is what we want to promote. Uh, we're in the middle of urban growth centers and all that. So from her, we're, we're certainly being heard loud and clear. I would say we're not being heard at all by the mayor. We've written to him. We've asked him to speak a little bit, at least to make a point that he would have a very big concern with losing the core downtown school. And really his response is just a whole lot of silence and saying that he doesn't want to get involved. Uh, They were allowed to put a municipal representative on the par. We were hoping he would have put himself on. He didn't. He chose the city manager, uh, James Ridge. And uh, I'm not sure really what the purpose of of having that person is because I don't think James has really either chosen to or been given an opportunity to say much of anything. So you'd like a little more support from city council? We sure would. Um, I could just tell you, by the way, of a programming note, by the way, that Mayor Goldwyn is going to be on a show later on this week uh, for his mayor's town hall. So you may want to uh, be listening or you may want to ask a, a question to the mayor at that time to see where he stands on this. We'll oh, certainly afford good. you that opportunity if you'd like to do that. So what's going to happen at the meeting tonight? What's what's the purpose of the meeting? What do you hope to accomplish at this meeting tonight? Well, we would like to uh, update, first of all, um, all the central supporters on the process of the, or the progress, I should say, of the uh, uh, park committee meetings um, right now, um, how things are looking, and things that they can do, um, reaching out to um, um, different um, people involved in this, like the ministry, um, um, the board, the municipality, the mayor, the, the uh, city of Burlington, um, they really need to hear from um, the people um, as to what, how we feel this is going to affect 
um, our, our children, our students, and the future of Burlington. Um, so we want to give them the opportunity and the contacts and the information so they can do that and be heard. I think part of the frustration in a process like this is feeling like it's just a done deal. And no matter what you do, no matter how much research or what you say, that they're just not listening. And I, and I think you have to give people that power and that ability to, to speak and share their voice. Do you feel as if it's a done deal? Um, no, I, I don't. I think that, um, I don't think that Central and Pearson makes sense. Um, not, not in the big picture. And I, I, uh, would hope that the trustees, especially who are voted in as representing, you know, the families and the students, um, would want to do what's best for students on a whole. And I don't think that this option does what's best for students. I think that if you look at the whole of Burlington, the number of students that this would negatively impact, um, the uh, number of students that would um, end up being bused as opposed to walking, um, really in the grand scheme of things, I think that that, um, if students are supposed to be the trustees' primary concern, then option 19 or, or closing central definitely in Pearson is not the right option. Uh, the meeting is going to be where and what time? Um, we're at the Lions Club um, in Burlington here on Pearl Street, and it is at 7.30 tonight. Well, we'll see what kind of response and reaction you get. Uh, th- thank you both for spending some time with us tonight. I, I, I'm, I've got a lot of time for people that like to get involved in community events and because that's where you live, that's where your kids go to school, and that's that's uh, it's a key part. I mean, schools to me are, are community hubs, and I can understand uh, the pushback anytime something like this comes up. Let's stay in touch and see how this evolves. But thanks, Lynn, and thank you, Danya. I really appreciate this. Thanks very much. Take care now. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye Bye. now. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.